Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are down in a different studio tonight. A well, a different basement. The uh, the Saki Fishing Studios. We're down here uh, hanging out with our, sh- our friend Sean. And Sean is the owner of Saki Fishing, so we're going to be doing a little interview with Sean and, and just having a good time talking about custom rods um, and some of the cool stuff he's got going on, so... We're down in some really cool digs. This is awesome. As yeah, soon as I, I walk down, I just hit with the organization level, the workbenches, yeah. everything's laid out, organized. That's just how he rolls. Yeah, the organization down here is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, I have a little bit of OCD, so I think yeah, that yeah. has to do with it. Yep. Nice. Yeah, well, Sean, just go and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, huh? how uh, long you've been Named Sean it. Tran, uh, owner of Sake Fishing. Um, been... Pretty busy lately. It's always that way, uh, right at the beginning of ice season. Um, what is sake fishing? What do you produce, make, sell? <laughs> where are you located? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything now. Um, I've switched to mostly ice rods, uh, do oh. some open water during the summer. Um, been doing more with the website now, so I'm starting to pick up other small businesses stuff, um, even some of the bigger businesses, just trying to try to find something to do when I was slow in the summertime, so pick up stuff on the website and people can order all year long and that keeps me busy. Yeah. Everything's slowed down, so. And then you also make your own baits or you just order those baits I, or you sell other I used, baits. I used, that's how I started is I used to do hand tie jigs, started doing that, flies. Uh, but once I started doing rods, that got way busier. So I kind of had to put all the, the tackle off to the side. I still have everything for it. I can, I can make pretty much anything. But it just doesn't make sense to, yeah. nice. to spread myself out. No, oh, I didn't early. realize that. I didn't realize you were solely just doing the rod making deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, yeah, I think the bait shop had some hand tied stuff left over. Yeah, but I, I don't really make it anymore. Just not enough time, and I picked up so much other stuff that it just nice. a lot easier. I can focus on the ice rods that way. So what kind of got you into that? Into the just building rods, <laughs> starting sake fishing. Give us, give us some early day rundown. Give us the history. Because I remember talking to you probably four, three, four years ago. We're at a Central Iowa Anglers meeting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who's this dude? And he's whipping out the old uh, the case full of custom rods. And at that point, I hadn't really, I mean, I'd he had seen him behind like, a jacket. Yeah. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> 36, 40. Um, and I hadn't really seen a true custom rod. I'd seen kind of the boutique rods. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was like, dang, this dude is legit. That was super cool to see that. So, Thank you. yeah, tell tell us a little bit how you got started. Uh, so, actually, Gus, we were talking about earlier at, at Johnson Bait and Tackle, he really got me started. Um, hmm. I was really getting a, trying to get into fly fishing, just something new to learn. And then kind of switched over to tying hand-tied jigs for a crappie, which is my favorite thing to fish for. So then I'd start taking him into the bait shop. I'd go in there all the time, talk to him, and showing him some stuff and we ended up going fishing one day and just talking around for a while and and he's like you know why don't you make some more we'll sum in the shop and that's that's how that actually got started so sweet and then uh grandy actually the one that came up with the name for the business uh that's my wife's cousin so okay mm, cool like, yeah we've always been in like group chats and stuff and like i told her was like okay need a, need a name for the business because we're gonna i'm gonna start doing stuff and he, like right away he came up with it like okay i guess we're done that's pretty good nice <laughs> so how he's good at that did he have a reason or something behind it or is so, it just a cool name or uh it stands for sean anna kylie and evelyn that's oh. me and my wife and the two kids 
So nailed it. Yeah, well, that didn't take good. long. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It sounds cool. <laughs> as long as you yeah. don't have another kid. You're yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of locked in. That's all right. right. <laughs> yep. So then, uh, yeah. So it's just doing tackle for a while, and then I think Grandy was the one who's like, you know, you should really start doing ice rods. We were talking about it when we were ice fishing one day. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll try it. So I bought some stuff and played around with it. It's like, it's kind of fun. It's like, yeah. Maybe we can start doing that and nice. start buying more stuff and learning more and. and that's so where we're at now. So what's what's kind of the the year timeline? How long have you been doing this? What what was kind of the pivot to the to the rod side? I think it wasn't even a year before I started doing the rods because mm-hmm. it started in 2018, and then I think that winter is when I decided, okay, I'll, I'll start trying it. Yep, hmm. bought stuff for it. Man, you've progressed quite pretty quickly. I thought you were going to say like 2010, <laughs> like a ways back. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. No, I mean it's it's growing a little bit every year, not not too much. So yeah, but if it keeps growing, I'd be happy with it. Yeah. So what I guess you look back when you started there to where you are now, and I'm sure there's been a shit ton that's changed. But like, as far as like fundamentally rod building, I'm sure you're quite a bit better rod builder than you were Absolutely. in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> but like, where you're sourcing your stuff from, um, that sort of stuff. Can you go into a little bit of that, or is that kind of like uh, a trade secret? Well, no, I mean. When I first started, uh, Facebook was the big thing, you know, get on there, uh, join groups, see where everybody else is buying from, just buy a little bit from everybody, see, you know, see what I liked. Yeah. And that's um, Rod Blanks you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Right? Well, Blanks, Handles, Guides. Have like oh, gotcha. Them. And like, I think, you know, if when you get on Facebook and see like everyone who's new, like all the rods they're building are pretty much the same looking because they're, they're buying the same from the same place. Yeah. They're doing it the same way. I mean, they're just starting out, which mine looked that way too when I started. But uh, now I'm getting more into, instead of just buying, like, the pre-made grips and handles, like, starting to make my own, Ooh. make them a little different. And that's and, and I was talking with another rod builder, and he said, you know, that's that's the only thing that sets people apart, really, is the, is the grips. Yeah. It's like I mean, visually, blanks, yeah. Yeah, blanks are about the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you can only wrap so many colors. Yeah. Uh, the decorative wraps, I mean, those, but the, all the guys that do that, I mean, they're kind of all the same, too. Yeah. But it's, he said the handles are... So custom rod is not exactly as custom as yeah, and it's think. funny because you'll see people like like oh who's who can I buy a custom rod from and then yeah yeah right away like there's been usually, a craze yeah usually the first one the first answer would be what do you mean by custom yeah like do you want a rod that someone built and like is that custom for you or do you want one where you can pick the color and that's it or, do you want one that has your name on it yeah yeah I mean there's 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 so much stuff you can do and it's I'm just slowly starting to get into more and more to it nice so where did you first where were you first sourcing your blanks from? Uh, the first place I bought from was uh, Mudhole. Mudhole? Yeah, okay. Mudhole.com. They're like probably the biggest distributor of uh, custom rod building. Mm. Open water. They don't have as much ice stuff, but... Gotcha. Um, I bought like the, the starter kit from them. Yeah. So I just bought everything I could at first to try. And then there's like some of the bigger rod builders, like there's Bass Kang, uh, V-Line. That, those are two that yep. I've heard of, yeah. So mm-hmm. like they, 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 they build rods too, but then... They order stuff from overseas, and, and so is that where have... blanks are coming from? Is overseas, or where? Where are these guys yeah. sourcing their blanks? <clears throat> I don't know exactly. Oh, okay, so, but the majority of them are probably overseas. I mean, gotcha. just, that's everything. Yeah, yep. but uh, I mean, they'll they'll order a ton to to their specifications, and then but I mean, they have to order so much yeah. that you pretty much have to sell them too. Yep. So. Maybe that's where all the money's at selling the stuff. The distribute <laughs> yes. distributor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even even like tackle and <laughs> the stuff. Distributor. Yeah. You know, if you really want to make money, you, you can't do it yourself. Yeah, you got to mm-hmm. do that. So. Yeah. You either have to buy it already done or buy it from someone else and resell. Or... 
Hmm. Yeah. That's that's where all the money's at, which seems kind of weird, but it's interesting. So for for our listeners that maybe haven't get, gotten to hold a custom rod, what makes a custom rod special to maybe the uh, aspiring ice fisherman, somebody that's past the schoolie stage and more yeah. towards the way I fish where I'm using some <laughs> custom stuff, some semi-custom, I guess. Or maybe what should you look for what if you're should, looking yeah, if you're you in the market for a custom rod? What are some thoughts that someone should have? Like, this rod fits the way I want to fish. How, right. how would you know where yeah. to go? And I guess when, to add to that too, like when you look at a rod, you're like, eh, I'm not going to pay that. This for, is going to be a hell of a question. Right. <laughs> for a rod, right? So some of our right. listeners too are like, oh, well, my $50 Shields rod mm-hmm. does just fine. Why should I look at a, a custom rod? Yeah, and I mean, everyone's different. Uh, I think the best way is, is to find someone who already has rods already has custom rods go see if they'll let you fish with them see if you can tell the difference yeah but maybe they won't because they're pretty expensive yeah Yeah. bring a case of beer over they'll let you yeah right i mean yeah i mean if you have have friends at home or something that's that's probably the best way because you're never going to be like just find a rod builder somewhere like oh his is probably the best just because people say so i mean yeah i mean i'm sure there's people that don't like the rods i build just because they don't fit their style or you know i mean some people still only want you know that the ht ice blues or whatever well what do you mean <laughs> doesn't fit their style like length uh i'm just trying i'm trying to get more into like what would be the differences between rods mm-hmm. rod builders uh differences in length power where they break those types right. of things i mean length wise um i think it's really dependent on if you're fishing inside a hut or outside yeah like, i mean you could have a 30 and a 36 and it, you're probably not going to feel a difference you know when you're fishing yeah but you're going to tell a difference when you're inside the hut trying to set the hook you know yep hitting um, the ceiling yep and as far as power action that kind of stuff um i think it's more i think it's more for like the baits you use so yep. like you don't want you know a 100%. rod that's super flimsy like you can bend all the way you know yep. like you're talking about before yeah and uh have like a big heavy spoon on it yeah it's, it's just it's know, just loaded up the whole yeah. time you'll never yeah. see a strike yeah so, i mean if you're fishing a certain bait all the time then you can find a rod that fits you know to that style so you're almost what you're what you're doing is you got the baits that you like and you're you're buying the rod for the bait not necessarily not like the other way i want to fish for walleye because i mean you could not that i want a rod for walleyes that's not a thing like you see that a lot ripping wraps you know yeah yeah but then you don't want to use a rod that you'd use like a three millimeter tungsten for that exactly yep so because you see that a lot, especially on like Facebook stuff, is like, oh, what would be a good walleye rod? What would right. be a good panfish rod? It's not that's, that's not exactly yeah, I mean, the right like, question. A lot of people like like the bigger companies like JT stuff like that. They have one set for that where it's kind of you know you get a good range of this. So yeah. I mean, if you don't know exactly what you want to use, then it's okay to pick you know something like that. It'll be a little stiffer, a little heavier rod. Yeah. But I mean, if, if you if you really want to get down to it, and, like figure out what you know, everyone has their go to. Yeah. So see what your go to is, and then we can find a rod. So are you able to kind of like fine tune rods enough to like, I like to fish with five mil tungsten mm-hmm. and I like to fish with, you know, quarter ounce, whatever, or a rip and wrap. You, if I came to you and told you that you'd be like, all right, these are the three rods that you want. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's, you could be specific on the rods that you yeah. sell if you want to use. You could be real specific. Um, like there's a lot of people, like if you buy them unpainted, you sure. can sand them down to get the action you want. Or if it's a little too soft, you can actually cut from that end, to make yeah. it a little stiffer. So I mean, you can you can adjust a bunch of different ways yeah. to get right to where you want it. Do you have specific like rod categories or names of rods that you sell that would fit that no, category? No, um, 
I thought about it when I first started. Like a lot of a lot of builders will have like, oh, this is the so and so rod, and, and yeah, I just don't. I don't want to get stuck to you know that one. I like rod. that. Like that I, is cool. I want I want to talk to the person. I want to see exactly how they fish. I want yeah. to it to them. I don't want you know just some, that is a true custom yeah, rod, want, not just hey, I built a hundred rods and we're just yep. divvying them out to people. Yeah, and I, I might use the same blink for a bunch of different people, but sure. I mean, you can you can change it a lot. It still fits the way you want it. You're still yeah. not going to have ten of the same rods out there. Yeah, for, that you built. Yeah. They're all going to be. Yeah, so I, I built I built some for the bait you. shop, That's which cool. are kind of basic. Like, you know, they're not. It's not just like all black rod, but like yeah, I'll build weird colors or just different handles stuff like that for them. Yep. Just kind of like like some people, you know, they'll say, "Oh, I want a custom rod." It's like, okay, uh, how do you want it? Like, I don't know. I just want one. Like, they just want something yeah. that says yeah. custom. Yeah, they just name. want a custom rod. Then. Yeah. So like I'll, I'll make those, put them in the bait shop, and people can walk in and touch and feel and sure. look and see what they want. But yeah. you know, if you really want something, you know, contact me. Like some of the ones I got sitting over there. Are yeah, those look sick. And, yeah. Oh yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, and pink I stuff, mean, I've seen you more stuff. than just in Johnson Bait too. You're in several different retail places. Uh, not the rods. The rods. Not are the only rods. Johnson. Oh, they're only at Johnson. Yeah. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think you know. The custom rod thing is kind of a point of division of of ice anglers where we have people that are totally against it and don't really see the value in it. And I also think there's people that probably would... Yeah, well, yeah, there's those people too, of course. You know, both extremes. But um, I guess for me, you know, just having something for your hobby that's that's a cool custom rod that fits you means a lot. Mm -hmm. Like when you go out to fish, that just makes it that much better. I right. mean, you really can't go wrong as long as you don't break it. Which, so that bull whip fits yeah. you and a thousand other ice fishermen? I do like that a lot, <laughs> yes. I feel like that was the company, Tune Up Custom. Yep. They have great rods, not, but, like, the their marketing is what brought, like, the – it took – you lost the custom part of the rod. Sure. Yep. Like, all you, you just started getting mass-produced rods. And yeah, you just had different options. You could order a custom-ish rod, right? But it'd take them six months, and yep. you couldn't get it when you wanted, you know, to go fish. And then yep. you end up just going to Shields and buy their off-the-shelf black right. one. Yeah, yeah and then that's not, you're not custom anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, eh, okay, well, I'll kind of fish. But I feel like they, they were the ones <laughs> who really kind of started driving home the custom rod. Mm-hmm. But then it was just a box store custom rod Yep. after a while. Which I get it. I mean, they're... You know they're not a they're not a great small business anymore, right? They're more of a corporate entity that's got a marketing people and yeah. they're yeah. doing TV commercials yeah. and the you know the whole nine yards. So yeah. that's where a, a custom rod builder like yourself, Sean, that that's pretty special. Yeah, something that's actually fine tuned to the angler. That's pretty cool. You got anything specific? Any more specific stuff to? Oh, I, got, I could talk. What he builds on rods. <laughs> Otherwise, I was gonna go into like fishing stuff, but. Or have you oh, got no, anything ahead that we missed, John? Oh, I got more rod stuff. Uh, okay. How do you fish, Sean? And what do you use for rods? Because I'm sure you have quite the collection. I saw some of them here. <laughs> yeah. Earlier. Oh, God. It, it changes every year. Um, so I, I build myself yeah, a couple you rods got, every year. You, you have a box for each year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bonus box. Yeah. No, so like every year I'll build probably two rods for myself. Um, then nice. I'll sell two. So I'll build two, sell two. I'll change it like okay so this like last year had a noodle rod and then a ultralight carbon yeah like the ultralight carbon was really fun like go catch bluegills with it and it feels like you got a monster fish on mm-hmm. like, no matter where you went so like, what's that rod in rod terms uh the, your ultralight carbon like as far as break action 
speed? It'd be more of like a slow, moderate slow. So okay. it'd bend all the way to the handle, but not quite where you could, you know, bend it around, touch the ends. A little stiff. Yep. Yeah. So it'll bend a lot, but not, it's still a little more backbone. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that. Just small baits, use that, just yep. whole hop. Um, yep. That's probably my favorite. I don't, I don't usually sit in a hut. Uh, yeah. Ooh, all right. That's so what I'm I, talking about. We bought, my wife and I bought two one mans. So like, she'll, oh, she's, you guys aren't even sitting is, next to each other. <laughs> I, that's so, impressive. So yeah, so she's like that's hardcore. Like before, like I, I just sit outside. Like sure. I got a little glide light. Like I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. You know, when I'm go by myself. You got the ice suit. I mean, yeah. I've literally oh, sat yeah. negative ten. Yeah. And the only thing is getting cold is your fingers. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The glide light though. That that's glide light. That's slick. The little Strike Master sled. Yeah. Yep. Like oh yeah yeah you know, yeah. It's yeah. Like, little, what this wide? A bucket and, yep. and a little tray. And, yep yep yep. And it's a seat awesome. and everything. I know what you're talking about. That's that's, that's yeah that's yeah, the young song hero yep. now. Yeah. I like. You'll find them. You'll find them new every once in a while. But hmm. yeah. what do you use for a one man shelter? It's a uh, Eskimo uh, wide one Inferno. Uh, yeah, the Ooh, wide yeah. one. I was looking at yeah. that. Those things are sweet. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I I always sat outside. So when she started going, she wanted to sit inside. It's like what. Sit inside, so. well, take my luck. shack. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, I got a little pop up, like that, just kind of a pain to move around. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we did the the ice season kickoff at Clear Lake one time. Oh yeah. And then they had some there. It's so like, oh, let's just go and buy some. Like, nice. I don't want to buy the big heavy one because I don't have anything to pull it with right now. It's like, so yep. we'll get two one mans. Yep. That's so, a, that's an interesting yeah. idea. She takes, yeah. she'll, t- you know, she'll drag well. hers around. She'll, you know. Cover up, put her heater on. She can work a little bit too, because I end up having to just pull it all by myself. <laughs> yeah. Is what happens. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> want to do that. Like, I don't want this yep. giant. You know, I want the the Eskimo twenty eight hundred. I think it is the Escape. Oh yeah, big but, giant. Yeah, one. I'm not pulling. Yep. It. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll get one man's. And if it's cold, you know, the kids go with us. They can sit inside of it too. Oh yeah. So. Yep. Nice. But I'm usually outside. So what what do you what's your favorite rod to use then? Are you the are you the Ultralight carbon guy. Crappie man. <laughs> yeah, with crappie, with crappie, crappies. So well, yeah, probably but. the noodle rod then for yeah. crappie because yeah. every once in a while, you know, you want to see that up bite. So, what's your definition of a noodle rod? Uh, noodle rods are fiberglass rods. All all noodles okay. are fiberglass. Um, they're typically have a real soft, sensitive tip. Yeah, you know that's why they call them noodle. Yeah, yeah. So interesting that they're all. I think maybe you've told me I that think before. I, yeah. yeah. Maybe I just forgot the it. The carbon ones, you would feel the bite, yep. right? That's yeah. more of a, oh. you want your, the seat of the, the rod. Man, we're really getting into some learning now. We, we could talk <laughs> about rods all night. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll still feel the bite on a fiberglass, on a noodle rod, but it's more pronounced on a carbon. So, yeah, the noodle rod. So how does it, is it a different material at the tip that makes it su- so super sensitive? It's just or is it just thinner. thinner? Yeah. It's thinner. Gotcha. So, I mean, you can have a real stiff noodle rod yeah i mean it's not really a noodle because it's not you know it doesn't have a soft tip on it but yep i mean you can you can have a really stiff fiberglass rod too ugly stick because see prior to that <laughs> my thought was a noodle rod was like the ones where you could bend them all the way around right like yep. it, and those are all just those are all fiberglass, like a noodle so. yeah hmm what would you sh- say to the guys sean that are basically saying you know when i'm out fishing all i care about you got the fish can't see what rod you're using, right? They can just see your bait, and it's tied on some line. And the yep. line connects me to that fish. <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to care about a custom rod? Yeah. I, those guys, I don't think you'll ever convince, you know. Same same way as, like, uh, you know, some of the rods I build. Yep. You know, like, people will say, oh, that's really cool. How much is it? I'll tell them the price, and then I'll never hear from them again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, those, those aren't, they're never going to convince them. Well, I think you had the pitch there earlier of, 
of convincing them, if they're ever going to convince them, is you're buying the rod to fit the bait. Yeah. Like, yes, that bait is hooking the fish, but your rod, the rod that you have, is very instrumental mm-hmm. in how you and the action of that bait. Yeah, I think the only way to really convince them would be to take them out and show them. Show them like how. We were uh, we were at one lake one a couple years ago. We were catching, you know, nine almost ten inch bluegills just nowhere where we went, just whole hopping catching big ones. And then a guy came over just talking, like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" He's like, asked if he could fish next to us. Like, yeah, go ahead. He had a real look like an ugly stick. I don't know something real thick, real big guides on it, you know, and couldn't catch a single yep. thing. So like, go over, like I gave him some jigs that we were using. It's like this is the color we're using, size, whatever. Try that. Still in the kitchen, then came back over. Was like watching him, like, like well, we were leaving. It's like, I'd, I'd let you use this, but we're leaving. But like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm pretty sure because yeah. he, he couldn't feel the bite. Yeah, he, he didn't know it was happening. Yeah, yeah. So like they were biting so soft that you just barely see the rod twitch. Yeah, yep. well, that's the deal where he needs oh, to put man, on a lighter hook. He needs to watch the coil of his line, yeah. and mm-hmm. then you could see the coil. I, I think the finesse fishing part of that is pretty underrated. Like oh, people definitely. that haven't ice fished before think mm-hmm. it's. Oh, it's so easy. You just go out there and, you know, the fish will bite and you catch yeah. them. And you could probably get away with putting like a spring bobber on it or something. But, yep. I yeah. I hate those. Yeah, they always freeze up or whatever. But Or you snap them off. Yeah. yeah. My, well, the schoolie ones last for a long time, but yeah. 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 I always seem to get them tangled somehow. Oh, the little, oh, the yeah. actual spring ones. Yeah. 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 yeah I do. <laughs> yeah. Those are awful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was a time where that was, that was the thing. Like, if you didn't have the little, titanium spring or the yep. whatever kind of spring like you weren't cool you weren't catching nothing no, well then then the custom rod thing came on yeah yep. yeah and see with then with you know get the noodle rods you don't need a spring bobber because yeah. the rod's sensitive enough but the only drawback is it's easy to break you know? yeah ben knows that yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely you just break one or something i i broke uh so i got a bullwhip for christmas my wife bought it for me and what a saint. Uh, yep had it out the first season loved it i mean that was my baby I only, I pretty much only fish for that. So custom. <laughs> it was a black <laughs> or it had the little uh like highlighter green ring around it. That was the the shields deal. And uh took it out uh, up in Minnesota, had it in my backpack. Went to you know sling my backpack like this over my shoulder mm-hmm. and it just went fell out right on the tip. Oh, snap. Gone. Yep. <clears throat> Bad. Um yeah, so that was a bad deal. But, yeah, if you keep them in a nice case, I, I was admiring the Eagle Claw cases because it after looking at some of the prices of some of the other cases, I mean, for the money, we the, have a, by the those time Eagle have, Claws are sweet. Those are like half I'm the count, price Well, I'm counting the, the number ones. of rods that got in there. Yeah. You can fit I mean, six by, in them. By the time you have $600, $700 worth of rods in there, I mean, you're <laughs> gonna uh, the money for the case is well worth it. Well, yeah, but some of the cases now are like 200 bucks. Well, close. Yeah, like, I've, you know, we gone up to like okaboji takes snowmobiles up there and and i've had those cases fly off oh exactly yeah across the lake and haven't had one break yet so i'm impressed stick with them can you talk a little bit about attaching your reel to the rod because yeah yeah i see a lot of people that are using electrical tape Mm -hmm. that's common right the little rubber band things yep castration bands or whatever they call them and then like um those iconic bands. The iconic ones. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Tell, tell us uh, what you prefer, what you've seen. Or zip tie. I've seen a zip tie. <laughs> Some duct tape. Uh, I prefer the iconic ones. Um, they're a little easier to put on than the castration bands. Uh, I still use the tool with it, though, just because it's still The tool. Pain. Tell me about the tool. That's There's a castration the, uh, tool. Castration band tool. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're way out of loop. I can get you a couple. Yeah. They've been used <laughs> for castration. All right. But well, if it makes the bands go on a little uh, easier. That's the way to go. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some people some people don't like the bands because they, they will indent the handles a little bit. But I figure mm. if you always use the bands. The, Who cares? You want the indent, indent almost. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that'll hold your, um, your So yeah, why, why aren't. Why aren't the handles for an ice rod the same as the handles for an open water where they just screw on? You can put reels on, I mean, reel seats on them. Why don't they do that? Uh, they make them a lot heavier. Like, you'd, oh, be, you'd be surprised. You'd really notice it. At I the see. weight difference. The balance. The yeah. Oh. Huh. All right. Huh. I mean, some people, like, Kit likes reel seats. Like, I had to convince him not to put them on for the last couple that I built for him. Yeah. But, I mean, some people just really like them. They don't want to deal with the band. Like I, feel like he's, <laughs> I feel like he's lost some fish because of poor... Poor reel. Uh, I've attachment. definitely lost some fish. The few times that I've actually fished with an actual rod is, <laughs> is poor uh, connection of mm-hmm. the reel to the rod. Yep. Because of the zip tie. The zip tie. <laughs> you got to use two. Put two around Oh, there. okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, people use electrical tape. Uh, there's the self-sealing, like silicone tape, mm. hockey hockey grip tape. I mean, tons of different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, veterinary tape. No, I like the hockey grip tape. That's not a bad idea. I don't. I don't like sticky stuff on my. Yeah, I like the like that double sided residue. Clam had it, and I used that at one time, and was like, "This is dumb." Left a bunch of residue on there or something. (laughs) Well, every time you grab it, your hand just sticks to it. Uh, Oh yeah, that's not ideal. But then it's like, oh, when you're out in the cold, it's fine. Right. Like, well, yeah, but when I'm, (laughs) whatever. No. No. So yeah, the bands. Plus, they make a bunch of different colors. Yes. I'm kind of, kind of, I don't know. I like things to match, and I like weird colors and different. Isn't uh, isn't iconic out in Grimes? Is that where they? Uh, the warehouse is in Grimes. Okay. Yeah, but I thought there's some. Uh, one of the owners is in Ankeny, actually. Oh, like, geez, Ankeny's just before. a hotbed ice fishing. The ice fishing capital. Of the more we've gotten Midwest. into it, though, actually, Iowa is such a hotbed of ice fishing yeah. products. It it blows me away. Like yeah. lure making and rod making and yeah. all that in Iowa is. And you know the the snow dogs being made in Ankeny now too. Yeah, I sent you that. Those Russian and dudes, they, yeah, out of here. They uh, they switch just in time. Yeah, yeah. Like oh just no, before they're we not Russian them. anymore. It's USA, Iowa. Yep. They're Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. The uh, the other thing I want to touch on would be split grip or full cork grip, and then the foam versus the cork. Do you okay. do foam foam grips too? Do you? Yeah. Yep. Um, talk foam. about that. That yellow one's foam, actually. Um, some people hate foam just the feeling of it they think it's gonna break easier or degrade i don't know um they do get a little dirtier just because the material it is see the mm, i don't know how about floating I, would they float i think all of it would float right because i'm gonna buy one and my kid's gonna be around it it needs <laughs> well, to float with the reel on it it might not and <laughs> that if i i need i need a custom order one that floats you can do that that's what i need slap a pool noodle get in her in the fish tank over here <laughs> yeah. make sure she's buoyant <laughs> uh yeah. yeah see i would think the foam would be a little easier to clean like cork i don't know it just gets slimy and well both of them yeah. i mean if they get real dirty you can just take sandpaper mm-hmm. sand oh, yeah, down. Off. good idea Dang. um yeah oh and then the split grip uh some people like the split grip like especially for the carbons you know you can get your hand in the split or you, you know, feel that tap yeah. a little better yeah so on the get, web of your thumb yeah more more contact yeah. with your your hand um they are a little lighter than the full grip not a ton but I, I like the way sure. they look better than a full grip. Or I've seen the pistol grip. What's yep. up with that? Uh, do you do that? No. You've never done that? I think there's two companies that do that. Um, one just kind of a basic where it's just bent. Yeah. And the other one's like acrylic or something. Yeah. And I don't hmm. know, just 
So I don't, some, I don't know. I always hear whoever uses them say they're, they're real comfortable. I've never held one. Yeah, I haven't so. either. I guess I haven't felt uncomfortable yeah. otherwise. Yeah, no. Either, like, you're, you're always kind of the pistol grip. Hold, like, you use the split grip. Yeah, yeah but you're holding like the, the seat of your... Uh, yeah, but you're not holding it like this. Yeah. No. I'm not holding it upside down yeah. in real That took me like, like a this. year to get <laughs> yeah. used to it, holding it like the like a pencil. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, it took me a while to get used to it, and then after I finally got used to it, but I'm, oh, you hold it like this? It. Yeah, like you would. Like no, yeah, oh, I've always held it kind of like this. People can't see what we're doing. We're just <laughs> yeah. literally like wait, doing we're the just farmer po- ways We're just doing pistol pistol <laughs> fingers at each other. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you're right. like this. Yeah, we're just going on and on about. Oh, I'm usually so good, good at getting, getting you guys back to describe what you're talking about, and I just yeah. completely lost it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about what got you into ice fishing, too. Um, uh, like, who who did you learn from? Did you have people that you went out with? It was actually uh, Grandy that got right. me into it. Damn Grandy. Yeah. He started yeah, a lot he of it. He had a big impact on your life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's no, cool. he, uh, he just asked one day if I wanted to go try it. I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm not really big into the cold. Yeah, like, I just come out. Have, we'll have fun. He had everything ready. Went out, tried it, caught a bunch of crappie. Like, okay, that's cool. A lot of fun. Like, I think the next weekend I went and bought everything I needed. <laughs> oh, you were all Man, in. Yeah. All yes, in. that was fast. Yeah. Just snatched it right up. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a that's that's a cool story. I, f- I feel like yeah, everyone gets into it a little differently, but the guys that you know have someone show you the way and like, here's how you could do it. You know, with all the cool gear and like have some success right off the bat. That's important. Yep. Otherwise, it's just pretty dreary and then pretty, you're instantly i need a custom rod to do this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely yeah and like he, yeah, he was using custom rods at that time like i just went and bought a cheap i think it was a fenwick just something real quick just so i could go use it that weekend and yeah yeah like so what seemed okay but... what's your go-to crappie bait then uh last year i, I did more spoons like 132nd ounce spoons so i do you, do you not want to be very specific with that? He sells answer. them on his website. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can be as. It, is, is, I mean, <laughs> it, it changes. I mean, I don't. I don't have a specific color or. Yeah. Brand. Um, the I mean the the few companies that I sell for, uh, Ketchum Jigs, B Woods, uh, Funks. Yeah. I mean, I I get so much in to sell. It's like I, I can I get my pick, you know, to try whatever I want. Well, some of <laughs> yeah. what I, I I push you a little bit to be a bit more specific is because we're prior to Christmas still, and we're still early in the mm-hmm. the ice fishing purchasing season. Gotcha. And that and we get a lot of listeners that are <clears throat> oh, yeah. buying them for their husbands, buying them for their significant others, and it it helps to have a little bit right. more specific but focus actually, on where um, to look. The last go around that I had stuff come in, I actually made little ice kits. So I had Ooh. Uh, jigs, spoons, plastics. Uh, some of the JB's scent. Uh, yeah, JB's we're gonna sauce. we're gonna we're gonna touch on that before the yeah, end of so this I, podcast. I put, I put you know I just I just grabbed a good amount of everything I could you know I have like a starter kit like it has sure. everything you would need that like if you just had that box you'd be set for tackle for the day. Yeah, what'd you so, put in there? Uh, I had I think like I kind of made them different like some of them had like I picked between like three four or five millimeter jigs, thirty uh, second or sixteenth ounce spoons. I had some of those eyeball ones that I put in. When you say spoon, would be a little bit more descriptive on your spoon because uh, there's a hell of a lot of spoons, man. Most of them are about the same. They're all they're lead, um, just plain oval shaped. Oh, okay. Like treble, you know. Gotcha. Well, you got some that are real long, elongated, yeah. like what yeah. Widowmaker sells, and you got some wide ones. You got ones with wings, and they do all sorts of rattles. And... Yeah, no, they're 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 pretty basic, but gotcha. the, the three companies are they're different enough that you like if you look at it, you can tell which one's which. Oh, and, nice. Like, you know, catch them. Uh, 
has all glow, like extremely good glow. Really? So if you're, you know, Ooh. early morning, late night, yep. you know, yeah. that's what you'd want to go to. Because that's what I'm still looking for. Because, well, other than Brantner, yep. the, the, I haven't found anybody There's, that glows yeah. real good. Uh, different his, grades his of glow. Are, yeah, there are definitely the different yeah. grades of glow on and the And you industry. can tell, like, if they're more expensive, and yeah. that's that's fine. You pay for the glow, yeah. for well, sure. But, and that's what good thing about him is, like... He's not in it for the money. Like he, he likes, he loves what he does. Well, how's he getting this paint so glowy? I, Radioactive. Yeah, I know. That, he, what's going on? He just found the right stuff. I yeah. mean, so I mean, his stuff sells for. I, mean, I don't want to say cheap, but it's you know cheaper, real, real relatively expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty special then. So I mean, I usually sell out of his like that day whenever it comes in. Damn it! Like, and yeah. like I, I've sold them like all up to New York. There's guys out there that love them because they only fish at night. Oh yeah, so they have to have a really good glow. Yep. That makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, people does. that don't yeah. believe like, in glow during the day probably, probably haven't been on a here. It makes a big difference. Even yeah. even during the day in Iowa, I'll fish with glow yeah, and have with luck. The dirty water, or whatever. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. That's pretty cool. So, spoon guy. Um, when I started ice fishing, I didn't use spoons at all. I mean, yeah. it was. I mean, strictly jigs, and I was struggling. Yeah. And it took me a while to to branch out a little bit into the into the different stuff. And you were using schoolie jigs. Schoolie, yeah, I was just using the leadhead schoolie that came in a little baggie yep. when you bought the rod. Do yep. you sell rod? Do you give away? Do you have a jig attached to the rod when you sell it? Not usually. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> Not yeah. usually. Depends on who orders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Try, trying to reel I'll give you the directions for the schoolie rod. You could get make up some directions for your rods when you sell them. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty cool. They're hilarious. It's like typewriter font yeah. that they typed out in like 1960, and they still just print that same little piece of paper, yeah. even today, and they yeah, sell it in that bag. Awesome. <laughs> schoolie reels, though. I saw you have one with a schoolie reel. I, I've never used one before. Okay. So this will be my first year trying it. Nice. It's actually that rod I built for a friend, and he broke it twice. So I turned it into a schoolie rod. Oh, gotcha. So just like cut, a little, cut it down, you yeah, mean? I kept my, like, yeah, I cut it down the first time, and it broke again. So yeah. Cut it down again. Now I... I Put a spring bobber on it and put the schoolie reel on it and give it a shot. There we go. Do you, uh, speaking of the schoolie reels, those tournament guys really like to run those, uh, what are those called? Blue ice rods? I think was you that the HD ones you're talking about? Yeah, HD ones. Yeah, Were you able to make a similar rod like that? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen one in a while, but. Hmm. What's so special about the blue ice ones? I don't know. That's what I was I've, asking. I've heard of them. really uh, cheap. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, the, the whole setup is super cheap, and the, that's, that's like what the tournament guys, that's what all tournament bucks. guys run. <laughs> so maybe they're just, what, lining up a bunch of rods? I and... think they're just bulletproof is oh, what okay. it is, some right. of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why I like the schoolie reels is because they're bulletproof. Like, yep. mm-hmm. it could be sleet and rain, whatever, they're going to perform. Yeah. Right. But um, Probably a couple more questions, and we'll wrap up this segment. But um, we're getting kind of long on time. Oh, you could just cut it. <laughs> um, <laughs> part one, part two. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we will all do a part two for sure. Um, your family getting involved in ice fishing. Mm-hmm. Do they go out with you? How's that experience go? Like, do your kids enjoy it? Are they, is, are you more dragging them out there? Cause you want to go out? How's that look? We got to get some I pictures think, of these rods, kids I, catch some fish. Yes. You know, just getting them out there. I think it, it, if it's just us, I have to drag them out. You know, they'll enjoy it for a little bit, but you know, yeah. they, they lose interest pretty fast. It's like any yeah. kid. Um, but like if granny goes, they'll take his kids. You know, we'll get some of their other cousins to come. So yep. if they get bored, they can all go in one hut and just hang out. Have That'll be the key. Around. Nice. So we had some other questions, some other comments come up on uh, email questions. Well, like, those oh, when should I take my kid out ice fishing? You know, what age? Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, some of the stuff that we're getting into now where, you know, kids are two and three. I 
my youngest was, she's nine now, so probably been six, five or six when we first took her out. Yeah. And she did fine. I mean, it really depends on how much actual fishing you want to do. Oh, yeah. She didn't fish at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We took her out there. It's fine. Like, she just played the whole time. Yeah. I mean, Thomas, he just likes to poke the bluegill. Like, if I catch one little bluegill, I'll just leave that on the ice for a while. Just just poke and play with it for a while. Then I'm good to fish for 20 Uh, minutes. One good thing is uh, get a camera. Like really Ooh, like yeah. So That's a good idea. If, if they get a camera and they can actually see what's going on down there, they'll, it'll hold their attention a lot longer yeah. than, than watching a flasher. Because last year, you were wanting me to turn the TV on, on my flasher, yeah. on my on my panoptics. He's <laughs> yeah. like, Dad, no, I want to watch something else yeah. here. Yeah. I like, even, the, watch. even the panoptics, like, I'm, I'm sure they'd probably get bored just watching, you know, yeah. the, the, the fish yep. swim around. But, like, an actual camera down there, I think will hold their attention a lot longer. Yeah, he's so, like, Dad, I don't want to watch Gecko's Garage. Go. I do not want to watch these little <laughs> dots bumping around over <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And then uh, you talked about flashers a little bit. What do you use for a flasher? What kind of flasher guy are you? I what kind of electronics guy? The very first flasher I ever bought. Ooh. It's a LX3. Mark them. Three? Nice. LX3. The, yep. the TC? The true color? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's the TC. Oh it might be. Gosh, that's it might cool. be. I don't know. You're back there a ways. That's yeah. cool. That's, that's when Markham's that's are bulletproof. Oh, I use for they yeah. lost oh, their yeah. way. I've, I've had to fix it a few times, but yeah, it's most Markham's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like had the wheel come undone, so we had to take it apart and super glue some stuff back together. It got thrown out of the sled too. So sure, oh, yeah, sure, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, but no, it, maybe this year I'll, I'll move up to the panoptics. I don't know yet. Ooh, but still undecided. You have to sell a few more rods. A yeah. lot more rods. <laughs> a lot more rods. Well, that's yeah, why he's yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get that live scope. Fun. Need that live scope money. Yeah, yep. yeah. Spent my live scope money uh, in the basement. So, yeah, well, that's, well spent. That's, that's very, very nice. <laughs> I'd like, say it's well spent. All I jokes guess. aside, this shop is fantastic. Like when I think of a a fishing related shop, this is exactly what I mean. I'm you could picturing. use more fish on the walls, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I need to catch some better <laughs> fish. <laughs> I've got one coming. It's been like two and a half years. Is this so is this Deerhead a garage sale find? Uh, it was given to me. Someone oh. found it and gave it to me. Yeah. yeah. The nose piece is broken, so that's what yeah. made me. That's what, that's what <laughs> cued me right in on that. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, you got some cool stuff in here. Yeah. The pallet walls. Thank you. The paint scheme. You got the trout up there. You got the whole assembly line going. And it's a one-man operation, right? Yep. You started off in your basement. You're in a bigger basement now, <laughs> just cranking out all kinds of cool stuff. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, it was really cool to come over and, and chat with you. So um, we'll do a we'll do a episode two. Yep, part two here in about a minute. Yeah, you guys it'll it be a week, week after. For you. Yeah, it'll be Christmas for you guys. <laughs> we'll leave you hanging there. Awesome. So uh, Sean, where can uh, folks find you if they wanted to get in touch with you for custom rods, for your jigs, for for everything? Uh, if you want to talk about rods, uh, best way would be on Facebook, um, Facebook page at Sockeye Fishing. Uh, you can message me through there or personal page. Uh, if you're looking for tackle, the website's the best way to, to do hmm. that. It's sakefishing.com. Awesome. We'll link that in the uh, in the podcast notes too, so yep. people can find you. Pretty cool. All over the internet. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thanks for chatting with us, Sean. Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll catch you guys next week on the Short Rod Show.